Hello everybody and welcome back to the Two Jobbers and a Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. Welcoming back to my show. My good brother, Robert Kielas. Rob, how you doing, man? What's going on, Johnny? I'm good. How's everything? It's good, man. You know, it's been a couple weeks since you've been on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to welcome you back. We're doing it live in person. Oh, yeah. Best way to do it. Absolutely. There's a lot I want to talk about today. There's, I, I made a nice little list here. You know, just... Uh, I thought about it last time. I was like, damn, like, what's going on in wrestling right now that, you know, everyone's talking about that I want to get your opinion on? So the first thing we're going to start with, we're going to, st- we're going to talk NXT. All right. Last night, uh, I don't know if you caught NXT Super Tuesday 2, but it was Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. It was a great match. Great match indeed. And the winner and your new NXT Champion, Finn Balor. Yep. I saw this actually a couple days ago. No, not a couple days ago. I think uh, yesterday I saw it. Or maybe this might have been this morning, too. I don't know. I, I get lost with the days now. Yeah. You know? But anyways, uh, yeah, I know. I saw Finn Balor won, and I think this is great. Actually, I think this is a great move by NXT. I agree. You know, uh, you know we, we've been talking about it the last couple of months. You know, Balor comes out here and has these really good matches at the takeovers. He wasn't doing that well, in my opinion, just like on the NXT shows. <clears throat> but this was something I think he definitely needed. Because, you know, he even said it last night. He was like, oh, people have asked me, why did I come back to NXT? Right here, be NXT champion. And, again, you know, I think he's definitely the right person to lead your brand. Yeah, especially, you know, they haven't been using him. Kind He's kind of been fading in the background. I mean, he's on, you know, NXT's wrestling and stuff. So, I mean, you see him, but it's kind of, you kind of get the picture like he's falling off, like, you know, the title picture for NXT. Yeah. But it's good to see that they still have him in mind. I mean, I feel like he's a Triple H guy, too. Oh, absolutely. Without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, before we move on from, from Finn Balor, I want to get your opinion on something that he had um, said uh, a couple weeks ago. And I talked about my last podcast with Jason. I just want to get your opinion because I said, to me, in my opinion, this is like a never-say-never thing when it comes to WWE. But Finn Balor said that like, the demon character is dead. Like, he's not going to be demon no more. Like, he's just going to be Finn Balor. And it's like... I'm okay with it because I mean Finn Balor is just great. Like if he's gonna come out here and kind of be like, because like, right now I, w- I would say he's not even a heel. He's just like Finn Balor. Like he's kind of doing that, that neutral thing. Uh, I mean I love the demon, but like honestly, if you can come out here and just like be you and not have to lean on the demon, like sure whatever. Like I'm I'm with it. No, I mean you know Finn Balor is Finn Balor. Whether he's with the demon war paint or not, yeah. You know he's still the same wrestler. But I, I'm a little sad. I, I actually really <laughs> like the the demon gimmick. Yeah, I've always liked it when it came out till now. So I'm kind of sad that he's killing it, like off. Yeah. I guess maybe it has something to do maybe because the fiend they don't want like maybe those two to clash. True. Like those, you know, maybe there's just got to be one, you know, like demonic. I agree. Like, entity in the WWE. Yeah. But. I mean, I, I guess I'm okay with it, but I, I, I'm sad because I really do like the Demon Balor. Yeah, and again, you know, I think when it comes to WWE, they're, that place is just a never-say-never never type thing. Like, yeah, like, it's not, I, I, I guarantee I'll like see it again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I highly doubt it's over with, but we're probably not going to see it for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, before we go from NXT, though, you know, we I've asked this question before already, actually, but now seeing what's going on and what uh, happened last night, but seriously, man, what's what's next for Adam Cole? 
That's a good question. I mean, I, I'm kind of happy they didn't put the title back on him. I agree. I agree. Because, like, he is it's just too much now Adam Cole. Yeah. And, like, you're kind of just, like, throwing him at people now. And, like, you know, like like Roman Reigns and, you know, guys like that we don't like when we just, they just get shoved down our throats. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that he lost this match and they're going in a different direction. But, uh... I mean, right now, I still feel like he's an NXT guy. Yeah. But at some point, I know for sure that they're going to bring him up. Cause he I mean, you a, have to. He's a main card guy. Like, he's a top, he's going to be a top sell. You need him at a, at, a, uh, at a Mania. Yep. You know, SummerSlams and Royal Rumble. Like, you need that. You need Adam Cole in those oh, events. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's the future of this company. So yeah. It's only, I think it's only a matter of time, though, before, you know, he comes up. And it might even be in the near future, to be honest. Yeah, and honestly, you know, it's a good thing you brought that up because I personally don't see him touching that NXT title anytime soon. Or honestly, maybe even ever again, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think this is it for Adam Cole. I like, think it's he... time to move on. It's time to come up to the main roster and just, you know, do what you yeah. got to do. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, yeah. Uh, last thing I want to bring up in NXT, and, you know, there's another thing we've talked about, but it seems to just keep making its way onto the, the headlines. The uh, the fired Velveteen Dream hashtag, man, you know. Is that still happening? Uh, I mean, here and there, it's still happening. It's not as persistent as it was, uh, you know, about two weeks ago. But, you know, listen, I, I think I'm going to say exactly what Triple H said. Like, I'm done talking about this. No, yeah. Like, the investigation happened. You know, he was proven innocent. Like, that's it. Because, like, I know that there's a lot of people backstage in NXT who, and also WWE in general, that aren't happy with Dream being able to wrestle. But it's like... He was proven innocent. Like, what do you, what do you want, what do you want me to do? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we we talked about this about a month ago, about Velveteen when uh, this first dropped. Yeah. And, you know, Triple H already made a statement now since then, saying like he's done talking about it. And honestly, I'm done talk, talking about it. Like, yeah. There's nothing to talk about. There isn't. Like, if the WWE did their investigation and he was proven innocent and they didn't find no dirt on him, no nothing. Yeah. I mean, why should anybody else care? I agree. I absolutely agree with Look, this. he's a great wrestler, and honestly, I, I would have been sad even if he were, they were to let him go, so I'm happy, you know, it all turned out well for him, and he's still wrestling. Yeah, same here. Like, I feel like this is another guy, like Adam Cole, that we're going to be seeing for, like, the next decade. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Um, I want to bring up a couple of AEW things quick here, you know, because AEW All Out was this past uh, Saturday, oh. and the two things I want to bring up, uh, number one, man... FTR, aka the Revival, winning the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Man, I'm happy. I'm so happy. Pretty pumped about this. Uh, I think we called this when they first got released. Oh yeah, we. That they were going to come to AEW and that was if it. they got signed, and they were just going to run the tag team division. Which they're going to do. Which they're going to do now, and yeah. they, they are doing now that they captured the title. And then on on Saturday, also, you know, they they already started the whole uh, Kenny Omega turning heel. Slash like he's done with Hangman and I'm like good. I don't want to see Kenny Omega in a tag team anymore. Yeah, I mean we've also talked about this on the side that you know, their AEW's not using one of their they or if if not their top star like yeah how they should be, like and I get it when you first started you didn't want to like shove you know Kenny Omega of course yeah you know down everybody's throats but like the whole tag team thing went on for way it too went long. on for way too way long. too long like it's it, it, you know ran its course yeah happy it's done I think Kenny Omega needs to now put himself in a title discussion and like get going yeah listen I'm not gonna even knock Hangman Page he's another one who he's just a great wrestler and yeah. You are not utilizing him right because he's in a tag team with Kenny Omega. Yeah, I mean... Like, I think these two either, you know, if you want to talk the mid-card, 
or if you want to talk the heavyweight championship uh, mm-hmm. division, both of them can hold their own. Yeah, for sure. You know what it is, though? Sometimes, like, for instance, like, Kenny Omega and Hangman, like, they're so good. Yeah. So if you put them already in singles, that takes away from, like, two other guys. Now. Oh, absolutely. And, and, now and, two other guys are not going to get those opportunities, yeah, and, and, and I get what they were doing. Yeah, I understand why they did this, but, again, you know, this has went on for way too long. And I agree with that. Way sure, too long. Like, sure. again, you know, in the beginning, you know, you didn't really have any tag teams. I get it. Cool. Like, you got to mm-hmm. do it. But AEW has a lot of tag teams. Like, well, now they do, yeah. Now like, they're you good. You could have put it on anybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy you waited for the revival. But, like, honestly, like, you could have put those titles on the Young Bucks any day of the week. Yeah, because they haven't held it yet, right? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Like, it's just... So, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm also happy that these two are going to be separated. I fully expect them to get into a rivalry with one, each, with one another. Yeah. That's going to happen before they actually go after any titles. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm happy that they're finally... AEW is, is doing the right things. They, they know what they're doing, and they're doing well. Yeah. Um, and now this... Besides one, one thing... Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that. And here's the next thing. You know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe this. They really let John Moxley beat MJF. Bro, You, <laughs> I started laughing because I'm like, yeah. I am so over John Moxley. I didn't like him when he was Dean Ambrose. I don't like him when he's John Moxley. He's a boring character. He's a boring wrestler. And I can't believe, like... Out of anybody, listen, MJF from when AEW started, they they're around. They've been around for what? Maybe about a year and a half now. About yeah. MJF was undefeated that whole time. His first loss was this past Saturday, and you let Moxley beat him. Do you know how much of a heel it would have been? Because right, I'll tell you right now, I think MJF is the best heel in wrestling right now. I truly believe that. Do you know how much smack he could have talked if he would have beaten Moxley and had the AEW title and have been undefeated? And on top of that, if you would have left him undefeated, you could have built a babyface so big to give him his first loss. There were so many missed opportunities here. Yeah. Uh, look, AEW has been doing a lot of things right, as I just you know said before. But this was a bad decision. This oh. was a bad, bad decision to make. Keep Moxley as your champion. I mean, I get it. Uh, a lot of people, for some reason, a lot like we're we hate Moxley. Like we don't really like his character. Yeah. Don't like the way he wrestles. But there's a lot of people that like Moxley. Yeah, like he has a huge fan base. But at the same time, to you know piggyback of what you said, like MJF is the man. Yeah, like you got a guy and he's who, young, young. Very what is he like twenty five? Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, like you got a guy who's gonna be the face of your company for decades. Yes. Not only that. He's undefeated, and, you know, he's a, he's a great heel. You know, you could honestly, from if he was to win this championship, you could build up any other guy, like any other young star you want, yeah. any other guy to go up against, you know, MJF. So, I'm with you, man. I, they, they, they missed on a big opportunity here. Because, like, now, me personally, like, I'm running out of people who, like... I can see beating Moxley. Like I know he's gonna he's gonna verse Lance Archer at some point because he's the number one contender. But I'm telling you right now, Lance Archer, Lance Archer is not gonna be the one who beats Moxley. It's not gonna be him. I tell you that right it, now. It shouldn't be. It Even shouldn't they be. They really him. are. They do push this guy a lot. They push this guy Lance Archer big. It's true. I mean, listen. The only other person I can really, off the top of my head right now, think as a heel who I would be like, well, that makes sense to me for him to beat Moxley, Kenny Omega. Yeah. There's no other person I can really think of from AEW where I'm like, oh, he's a heel. He can beat Moxley. Well, that's the guy. I think that's the guy. It has to be. It has to be him. It has to be, 
you know, whenever they get done with the Hangman rivalry and Omega, Omega has to jump straight into, uh, you know, facing Moxley. I agree. 100%. Like, he has to be, he's the only other guy, realistically, if it's not going to be MJF or a guy like Cody Rhodes, you know, it's Moxley. Yeah. Like, Moxley's got to take that title. Yeah, I mean, also, you know, I think I'd also like to see... I mean, Omega, excuse me. I would also like to see, you know, um, you know, throw Moxley in, like, a triple threat, like a fatal four-way for that title. Like, I'm kind of getting tired of seeing, like, the the, the world title defended, like, on a one-on-one. One-on-one. Like, like, it's cool. Obviously, it's like, you know, you decide things easier that way, but, like... You know, we do have people like Kenny Omega. We do have people like... And, like, imagine a triple threat between Omega... Actually, no. Take it away. Imagine a fatal four-way. Moxley, MJF, Omega, Hangman Page. That match just sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Make it elimination, too. Or that's... Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, they don't do that anymore. Like... I agree. I feel like AEW has to do these type of things, too, if they want to, you know, really compete with uh, WWE. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that WWE is not doing and not doing right. Yes. And you need to take that... And be different. Yes. Like if you're gonna want to succeed, uh, absolutely. You gotta you gotta do stipulations. Yeah. Put up titles. Put more than one person in a singles match. You know that's exciting. People want to see that. They want to see the triple threat. They want to see the fatal four ways, elimination, yeah. cages, table matches, TLCs. Like that's what they need to have. That- yeah. And I feel like they're trying to like build their company off of like traditional wrestling, which is fine. Yeah. But you can't always like I I want something like like you said like I want a triple threat. I want I want a tables match. I want a steel cage match. A ladder yeah, match. Like, like I'm, I'm all for your traditional singles, just good wrestling. Absolutely. Because like the WWE is not giving us that right now, but at the same time, you want, you want different. You want change. Yeah. And you know, before we move on from Moxley, you know, I, you knew I was going to bring this up, and I wanted your opinion on it. Moxley being named the number one wrestler out of the last year. Uh, I highly disagree. Highly disagree. I couldn't believe that number two on this list was Adam Cole. Like, you can't look me in the face and tell me Moxie's better than Adam Cole. I highly disagree. Oh, the, this list was just... Ridiculous. Blasphemy. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I can't even take wherever this source came from seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just... Yo, it's, PWI, it's a real thing. It's laughable, bro. Like, you, you're looking at this list... And at the very top, because that's all people look at is, like, number one, and you have Moxley there. Yeah. Like, I get it. Uh, like I said before, like, his fan base is really big. Yeah. Like, he, a lot of people love Moxley. But he is not... Number one. Number one. Yeah. And he's not near number one. No. Not even top... For me, he's not even top ten. Damn. Not even top ten Moxley. I mean, listen, we, uh, when we were going through the list a couple weeks ago, I mean, you said it best. He was like, bro, how are you going to sit here and tell me out of the last year The Fiend is not in top ten? Yes, yeah. he wasn't. That's why That's why this list makes no sense. Because like, you even have Kofi Kingston on top ten, right? Yeah, he was in top like, ten. C- come on. I, I just... That's why when I, when I seen Moxie and I seen Kofi, I was just like, I can't take this serious. Yeah, man. Listen, again, the thing that just bothers me, I know it bothers you too, is the whole Adam Cole thing, bro. You can't look me in the face and tell me that Moxie's better than Adam. He's not. And if you want to talk about the best year, my guy just had a reign as NXT champion for 403 days. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me that, like, that wasn't top tier. Yeah, I, I don't understand this list at all, man. Look, like, Adam Cole, obviously, I think we all agree. Everybody who's listening will agree. It's Adam Cole. Adam Cole oh, baby. has been the guy for the past year and a half now who's just, like, been on top. And that's why people, oh, well, me and you want to see him on WWE already, kind of just, like, see what they're going to do and what direction they're going to go with Adam Cole. Yeah, absolutely, man. 
Um, next thing I want to talk about. Brock Lesnar, free agent. Come on, Rob. Where's he going? Ah, uh, the Beast Incarnate. Where's he going? AEW? UFC? Minnesota Vikings? Where's he going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> look, uh, look, I feel that he's just going to take some time off. I don't think... Oh, I absolutely agree with this. I don't think he goes to... Uh, I mean, listen, not, not that he needs any time off, because that's literally all the guy does. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. We barely see him now, right? But uh, I don't think AEW signs him. I don't think they can afford him. I absolutely agree with that, um, 100%. I think his U- UFC career is far and done. Yep, I you agree know, with that, too. He, I don't really think there's a guy out there that people... like. Well, everybody talks about uh, Brock Lesnar, John Jones being a fight. He that, did call him out. Look, that that's not a thing. Like, let, That's not a thing. Guys, let's not fall for this stuff. This is just like, you know, this Cloud. is just hype. Yeah, it's just, it's all, it's all hype right now. Just hype. They're hyping up something that's never going to happen. Yeah? Like, and I mean, listen, because you know more about UFC than I know, but you already said that, like, if he set foot in a ring with John Jones, he's just going to destroy Brock Lesnar. He's going to destroy Brock. He's going to destroy Brock. And, like, it's not even the fact of saying, like, Brock's not good, but Brock's old, man. It's an old yeah, man. Not only that, like, yeah, Brock's still athletic. He's one, he's like a generational athlete. Of course. Stuff like that. But so is John Jones, man. And you're talking about a guy who's been in his sport, dominating his sport, and you're just going to throw Brock Lesnar in there? like. I mean, listen, the one thing I will defend Brock on is that I do think because, like you said, Brock is a generational uh, competitor, I do think you drop you drop Brock anywhere, he could do anything. I do believe that. Uh, look, I'm not... I'm not look, the thing is, is like, even when Brock, years back, he fought... Um, he was. He came back to UFC. Fought that one fight. Yeah. I forgot the guy's name that he fought. Right now, I can't remember. But uh, that fight was terrible. <laughs> like, and if that Brock years back would have went in the ring with John Jones, and I'm talking about John Jones now, not even John Jones then. Yeah. He'd get destroyed. Oh man. Like it would have been a, a, a slaughter. Damn. Like in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's how. Like Brock didn't look good. Let me tell you. So, if they're going to try to do Brock, if Brock tries to go to UFC, I think that's a bad decision for his career at this day and age. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, WWE is just, you know, playing the games with him right now. But at the end of the day, they're going to give him what he wants. Whatever he wants, whenever he wants it. Whatever yeah, kind of money he at wants. At the same time, though, I think he's just going to settle for something. Because, like... Oh, well, yeah. You know, look, like I said before, AEW can't afford him. I agree with completely. So I think that I think we could probably maybe scratch that one off the list. Yes. Yeah. UFC too. I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a, it's definitely a possibility with Dana White. You know, well, man, course, like good yeah. friends and been in the UFC already. But I'll scratch that one off my list. I think he stays in WWE. I think he's gonna probably just relax, chill out, go on his farm, throw some hair on, whatever go. he likes to do, have another ten children. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, another thing about AEW, not, not even just the fact that they can't. I I agree. I don't think they can afford him, but it's also the fact of Brock's not stupid, and he won't go somewhere where like he doesn't have backup, like backstage. Yeah, like, here he has. He has Vince. He has Heyman. He has Triple H. Yeah, like, like he's, he's not gonna go somewhere by himself. No, definitely not. Like he can do what he wants. Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like in WWE. He can do and say what he wants, and no one's going to say anything to him. Yeah. He's Brock Lesnar. And, like, honestly, I, I'm telling you right now, I agree. He's gonna. I think he's going to resign WWE, and we won't see him. Uh, I think you said it maybe. I, maybe maybe the Rumble. Yeah. Maybe it'll be an entrant. And, like I said, I mean, if he does come back to the WWE and they sign him, I hope he comes back face. He should. I think this would be the right, right, time. I, the right time to do it. You know, build up uh, Roman as this monster heel. And you get the Beast Incarnate back as a face. No, I don't see I don't see uh, Brock and Roman fighting. I think they're they're gonna lead in with a Roman fiend match. I think that's gonna I think that's the end goal here, in my opinion. I, I think so too. But I mean, I think, I, think, I think Brock's going to Raw. And he's going he's gonna go after Drew. 
That's what I can see happening. Ah, we can do that too. Yeah. Though, I'm not going to lie to you, if that were to happen, I don't necessarily want to <laughs> see a, a Brock Drew too. Like, that match last year was kind of shitty. Nah, yeah, it wasn't good. Like, all, literally the whole match was F5s and Claymores. Like, I was Look, like, I mean, right, the WWE has a lot of options, so... They do. They absolutely do. They're, they're in no hurry. I promise you, they're in no hurry to sign Brock Lesnar. Oh, no. Because, again, he's not going to go anywhere else. Yeah. Um, something I want to talk about here, because there's been a couple that have happened, so we're going to bring up all of them, but I'm going to ask you a question before I bring it up. Why is it that wrestlers either get better or more opportunities are given to them when they turn heel? Um, I don't know. What is it about the heel turn? Everyone loves, honestly, everyone loves the heel turn. Everyone Everyone. loves a good bad guy. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know... Traditionally, the good guy always wins, right? Yeah, that's always. like well, as growing up, cartoons, you know, all that. Good stuff. always wins. Yeah, you know, in movies, good yeah. always prevails, right? Mm-hmm. But in WWE, you, mo- well, not most of the time, but occasionally, you get the bad guy who wins. It's true. And captures the title, and so especially when it's not a guy that you would really expect. Yeah. To turn heel and does turn heel, it's like the greatest thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just fun. Like, to me, like, when a guy turns heel and they do it right and they do it at the right time, it's one of the best things to see in WWE. Oh, yeah. And now, listen, I'm going to bring up three heel turns that happened recently. Number one, happened two weeks ago. Aleister Black just turned heel. Listen, I'm a fan. Uh, They haven't really been doing much with Aleister Black lately with the whole, like, he got injured with the eye thing by Seth Rollins, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, though, his character, I think... It's going to work really well as a heel, in my opinion. And I, I have to agree with you. And also because, like, they really weren't doing anything with uh, exactly. Ale- Alistair Black. So I felt like the the change of pace to turning a heel was great. Like, that's, that's a good heel turn. The one thing I will say, though, because it happened this past Monday in Raw, because, I mean, it seems like he's getting into a rivalry with, with Kevin Owens, which is fine. You know, that's that's a good matchup right there. Mm-hmm. They had them fight on the Raw Underground, and it's like, I don't, I don't. First of all, Ron, like, we talked about this literally like oh, a month yeah, ago. Ron yeah. Brown has to stop. I'm done with it. And two, like, I don't want to see people like Kevin Owens and like Alistair Black in Raw Underground. Like, no, no they're way better than that. Like, yeah, s- like stop, stop. Yeah, yeah, that that's bad. That that's a bad look for for especially those caliber of wrestlers. Like Kevin Owens to me is like a top talent. Yeah, and Alistair Black is also another one who has the potential to be, like, something really good in the WWE. I agree. And for you to just, like, throw them in the underground, like, for me, uh, I call it WWE Fight Club. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, that, that's trash. And I agree with you, like, I think that that needs to stop. Yep. Like, that needs to, because I, honestly, I don't even, I don't even hear or see anybody really talking about underground. Because it's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I think they need, to, they need to just, like, kill that right now. Yeah, I agree. Next thing I'm going to talk about is something that happened on Raw this week, which yeah, this one I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy about, too. You know, they weren't really doing much of this guy. Uh, they turned Cedric Alexander heel, and now he's part of, like, the MVP stable. And, like, again, I'm not really a fan of the MVP stable because I'm kind of tired of it, but I think Cedric Alexander is a really smart guy to put in there because he's another guy who's a great talent who they have done nothing with. So if this is going to get him opportunity, like, I'm with it. Yeah, I, I actually, he's another guy who was extremely talented, actually. Very good high flyer, can do a lot of stuff, doesn't necessarily need to be a cruiserweight. He's kind of like that cruiserweight, like, midweight hybrid. Yeah. Like, kind of like, um, 
Ricochet. Yes. The guy who you could put in a mid card or put in a cruiserweight and he'll Agreed. work in both things. But uh, yeah, I, I like this move actually. He's turning uh, some, uh, some, uh, Cedric Alexander heel. Yeah, I'm 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 excited to see where they're gonna go with it. You know, whether it be I mean he's not gonna, he's not gonna get the U.S. title because Bobby Lashley holds it. But like mm-hmm. honestly, maybe he'll get a tag title with one of the other guys. Like I'm I'm cool with that. You know. Yeah. Well, whatever gets a strap on Cedric Alexander because honestly he's he's definitely earned it. Yeah, I mean he has, and the last thing I think he held was the cruiserweight. Oh, cruiserweight. They he didn't hold the tag team title. Nope, yeah, yep, cruiserweight tag title. That was yeah. a, that's a very long time ago too. It was Cedric yeah. Alexander. Uh, now to talk on the big heel turn, the one that we that we've been waiting to talk about. Yes. Talk to me about Roman, man. It's finally happened. It has finally happened. For me, it's a little too late. Well, I don't want to say too late, but this is something we've been screaming about for you know, years. For years. Years. Uh, that they should have done a few years ago, maybe like two or three, I'd say. Yeah. But you know what? It's better late than never, right? True. So I, I I'm with it. I'm hyped. I I'm a I'm a I like Roman. You know I'm not like a huge fan of Roman, but it's good to see him take, and you know come back and switch his character. Yeah. Something new, something fresh, something we really haven't seen since you know um, uh, the the stable. Why is it like not coming to me with the Seth shield? Rollins? The Shield. Thank <laughs> you very much. Sorry, I don't know why I couldn't get that, but uh, okay. yeah. Uh, since the Shield, like we haven't seen heel Roman since the Shield, so uh, yeah, it's good, to, especially now, like that he's you know himself getting his singles run. It's good to see Romans do something different other than be the you know the baby face that they've been pushing down our throats. Yeah, honestly, listen. So I don't know if you knew this, but Vince asked him to come back, and he actually told Vince the only way I'm coming back is either is a I want to turn heel, and b I want Paul Heyman, and he gave him it. So I'm happy, I'm happy Vince complied with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, listen. I know that's, that's another thing too that I'm happy about him being a heel. You gave him Paul Heyman. Yeah. Like, because we already knew on the mic Roman is not the best. So like yeah. the fact that you gave him Heyman is like, oh my god! Like he's gonna make this guy look amazing. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, and this makes me wonder too if they kind of just like gave up on uh, Brock. You know, they they kind of done with him. I don't think they're done. I just think it's. Again, I think it's just like the step in the right direction. But yeah, I agree. You know, this ha- you know, this is these two guys together. I think I've said this like years ago that I wanted, you know, Roman to become heel and have Paul Heyman. I thought it would be a grand idea years ago. Yeah. But the fact that they're doing it now is better late than never like I already said. And I think this is a step, a real good step for WWE in the right direction. Yeah, man. And, you know, I mean, it, it's simple things, too, like with Roman's heel, uh, his heel persona. Like, I love how his shirt went from wreck everyone and leave to just show up and win. And I'm like, yeah, be a, be a cocky bastard. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to see. Yes. Come on here and just tell people, like, I'm just going to show up and win. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's the motto for, like, the, the Paul Heyman guys. Like, they come, they wreak havoc, and that's they it. They win. Yeah. yeah, it's literally it. Nice and easy, quick matches, and that's it. Until they can find that guy who like pushes them to that pu- limit, pushes them to the limit. Exactly. exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Listen. I'm again. I'm happy about the whole Roman heel turn. Like you said, you know, it, it's a long time coming. It's. I don't know. And, and I don't know if you know this, but they're also thinking about changing his theme song and like his attire. And I'm like, yes, change everything, change it all. Uh, yeah. I actually read that they might actually want Roman to remove the vest. Yeah. Like I'm done with the, the vest and just have go like kind of shirtless, you know. Yeah, like, I'm done, yeah. Like, do I'm, something different. I'm with that, and I'm also with change the theme. Like, I'm done with the whole Shield theme song. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, give, give me a whole new thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, he needed this. They needed yes. the whole 
package of a new persona for Roman Reigns. A whole character change. Yeah. And a whole new gimmick. Like, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving it. It changes the tire, changes the music, changes everything. Yeah. You know? So, uh, this is this is a good move by WWE. Two matches I want to talk about now that have already been confirmed for United, uh, Clash of Champions, sorry. Uh, number one, we are getting Drew versus Randy again for the title. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a really good match. Because, mm-hmm. uh, again, me personally, I was not disappointed by the match at SummerSlam. I thought the one at SummerSlam was really good. And Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm. It's tough, though, man. Because I really believe now that like they've changed their direction. And I, I think Drew is going to come out winning here. Yeah, I like look. The first match, I think Randy needed to win. I agree. I think Randy needed to just take the title. You know, hold if the if you had a little short run with it, fine. Yeah, yeah. But I still think they should have gave Randy a, a W against Drew McIntyre. I agree. You know, and it's no disrespect to Drew McIntyre. He's definitely been doing his thing. Definitely been holding his company, company especially during the pandemic. Like yep. I've said, another podcast with you. So, uh, but I think I think Randy needed one. Yes. Because now you what you essentially did was you built Randy to like top heel almost in the company. Like everybody, you had everybody talking about Randy Orton again. Yep. You know, you had everybody loving Randy Orton again, and now he's he's lo- he's now lost to Drew McIntyre. Yeah. He's then lost to Keith Lee. Yeah. And now you uh, almost well we don't know but we're assuming that he's gonna lose to Drew McIntyre now right? Yeah. So that's three losses in a row. That'll be three losses in a row for. A guy interview, you, yeah. yeah, a guy you've essentially deemed like the top heel. Mm-hmm. And now, what do you do with you know Randy Orton now? Sure. So you you gave you put this guy on top of the mountains and just like throw him off. And but I mean, I feel like with a guy like Randy, you can do that though, cause he is Randy Orton. No, I mean it's true. Like I mean, look, you're not look. Randy is an older superstar. Yeah. You know, he's not here to be champion for many months or no, anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. At the same time, he is here to build up your your younger guys and guys that you love. But still, at the end of the day, I still feel like it's kind of like a slap in the face. Like, hey, like you you built him, it's you true. made everybody love Randy again. You did. And now you're just gonna push him off the mountain without him getting anything. So I don't know. I, maybe it's just me being biased because I love Randy Orton yeah. so much. But at the, I mean, I'm not I'm not completely mad at it because I do like Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And he is another one who's a great talent in the WWE. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, for all we know, maybe Randy wins this one, gets a title, and loses it like a month later to Drew. It's yeah, like, look, happens. if Randy wins this, I will actually be surprised. I'd be like, oh, wow. I mean, I would be win. too. Yeah. Like, I, it would actually be a surprise factor for me because yeah. I'm not going into this match thinking Randy's winning. I agree. I agree completely. So, I mean, it'd be cool if they actually were like, you know what, let's switch it. Build it, make everybody think he's not gonna win, and then bam, Randy, you know, hits an RKO. Yeah. He actually hasn't hit an RKO on uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, since like their last match. That's true. Even actually before. The yeah, because he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't uh, neither of them did any finishes in the last nope. match. Yeah, that's true. Um, this match. I don't know why this match is happening. I, we we talked about it the other day, and we laughed about it. Roman defending the U.S. title against Jey Uso. Oh God. Like. I don't know. Like, I feel like my dude's gonna come out here and just spear this guy in this match. Yeah, I mean, look, this is just. <laughs> I mean, are you, are you really that surprised though? Like, I mean, I mean, listen. I get it. You know, if you want this guy to look like a Brock, where he's gonna come out here and destroy people, whatever. But like, 
you can't expect me to take this serious. No, I... Like, there's no competition here. It's one of those things, though, I kind of just feel like they're like, we, we have to somehow solidify Roman's feelings. And yeah, like, oh, him beating one of his, his family, family members. members. Yeah, this solidifies that he's, you know, healed. Like, this yeah. is it. Like, you know, but this is a waste. This yeah. is just, like, prototypical WWE. Yeah. Building your guy and just throwing him... You know, in a crap match. Yeah. Like, for for shits and giggles. Yeah, like, listen, you know, I brought it up before. I, I fully don't expect The Fiend and Roman to meet at all. I, re- I truly believe The Fiend is winning the Royal Rumble, and he's fighting Roman at Mania. That's what I really believe here. Uh, so I think they're going to keep them as far away from each other as possible. So I'm not expecting them to cross paths at all. But, you know, when we're ta- me and you were talking, too, about, you know, okay, well, then who faces Roman for the title? Dude, turn AJ Styles' face. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of heels right now. Like, turn him face and put him up against Roman. Like, well, at some point, it's going to happen. Look, we got a, it we has got to a few months, you know, before yeah. we hit Royal Rumble, before we get to Mania. Like, it's crazy that we're even saying that, because I feel like we just, like, were there. Months ago, bro. Like, you know, watching Royal Rumble, watching Mania. Months ago. But, uh, you know, I do agree with you on The the Fiend, because I feel like they don't want to keep doing The the Fiend, uh, Roman, Roman, The Fiend, like, keep making them go yeah, back and course. forth, because that's just, that's kind of a waste. Those I think guys, it's going to build up that tension. Yeah, those guys need to be on big stages, like a Mania, SummerSlam, you know, Royal Rumble, stuff like that. Like, yeah. they need to be on those yep. reviews fighting each other. Not like your regular rinky dink no, reviews. No, no, no. But yeah, man, like I said, AJ should be turning face right now to face Roman. Bro, you've been talking about it. Give Biggie, a, give him a time shot. Yeah. Give him a little time shot. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, build, you know, other guys to to make them do better elsewhere. Even if they don't win yeah. the, the, the title, at least you show that, okay, they're almost at that, you know, caliber. Yeah. You know, at the like at the top where they can now face other guys and it'd be okay. And like another face, like, listen, I'm not a fan of Matt Riddle, but sure, why not? Throw Matt Riddle in there too. Let him let him fight Roman. I don't know. <sighs> I don't like that one. I mean, but it probably is better than uh, his own cousin, right, Uso? Yeah. I mean, if this guy wasn't the IT champion, I would say throw Jeff in there, too. Look, it's just kind of one of those things. They kind of just have nothing for it right now. They don't want to do the Roman and uh, Fiend, I don't think, right away. I'm also fully expecting a... a so you need Roblox. I'm, I'm also fully expecting a, a roman Braun match somewhere. That's going to happen. That's going to happen, definitely. That's definitely going to happen somewhere. That's going to be a rivalry, yeah, for yeah. sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, no, I'm okay. Look... I'm okay, but I'm not okay with it. Like, you gotta have... I get it. You have to have roadblocks. You have to have these little rinky-dink matches. You can't just have, you know, top stars fighting top stars all the time. Oh, Even though, for me, I would love to see that. And I would love to see AJ Styles. That's another guy. Like, now I feel like they have too many heels. Yes, so I agree. Someone's gotta... Someone's gotta change. Someone's gotta go and make a change here. And I think uh, AJ Styles is perfect for that, actually. Yeah, and, you know, get him at that icy title picture, you know, bump him up again to, to world champion. Yeah, yeah. Like, why not? Because I, I really don't think, like, like who's the top face that can even go against Roman? Uh, Besides, well, I mean, I mean, they have Braun as champion, so I guess that would be your top face right now? Maybe. I mean, listen, your top face right now is The Fiend. That's just what it is. Is he really face, though? Yeah. He's is he? Face. Okay. He's a, I, I would consider him face. Okay. But, like, that's your top guy. But, like, again, you can't put him in a match with Roman right now because... I feel like I feel like Fiend is neutral. Like, he's not really... Good or bad. I mean, like, I he's kind of just his own, you know, like, his own thing. Neutral. Yeah, I mean... He could be good or bad. That's true. That's true. Because if you're the Fiend, can you really be good? If you're a demon? I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, De- Demon Balor was good. That is true, too, actually. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, before I move on to our top ten, I know this is a question we mean you have talked about before, and I was like, oh, I'll bring it up. Why not? Bro, what what is the state of uh, of finishers, bro? Like, what happened to the finisher? We've talked about this, right, before? We've talked about it, like, one-on-one. We haven't talked about it on the show. Oh, okay, that's what, okay. But talk to me, like, what happened to the finisher? Oh, man, I, you know, yeah, like I said, we've talked about this before, never on air, though. Uh, but uh, it's kind of just now, like, you need it needs to be more than one finisher to finish somebody. Yes. Like, it's no longer... It's not the Sweet Chin Music. It's not the Stone Cold Stunner. It's not the Rock Bottom. You know, it's not the Tombstone. Pedigree. Like, pedigree. Yeah. Like, those were your prototypical. If you got hit with it, Matches you over. were done. You were done. Yeah. It was over. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the state of what the finisher is in now is kind of like you need four or five yeah. to end certain people. Yeah. Like, for instance, Brock takes four to five finishers. Yeah. You know, like, it takes that many. Even uh, John Cena. You know, you got hit with an FU, uh, attitude adjustment, you were done. Yep. Like, that was it. And now, for certain superstars, it takes, like, four or five. Yeah, and, like, I get it, you know, if you want to just that that shock factor every once in a while, like, oh, man, like, they kicked out of it. Like, yeah. okay, like, yeah, I get that. But, like, not every Raw, not every SmackDown. Like, yeah. someone should hit a finisher, and then that's match. My thing is what kind of messes up the finisher is when they will have a match, right, with somebody that they're going to face at said pay-per-view yeah. beforehand on a Raw or SmackDown. If that guy, for instance, for example, if Roman was to hit a spear on a Seth Rollins, he would pin him and that match be over. But on a pay-per-view, if Roman hits the spear on Seth Rollins, the he's match will not out. be over. He's going to kick out. Yeah. So it's it's really not consistent. There's no consistency, really, with the, with it, the finishers. Yeah. I think they kind of need to get back to some type of consistency. Yeah, and, like, you know, uh, the perfect thing you brought up, like, for example, the uh, the, the super kick. Oh. Whenever I see people hit a super kick and then someone kicks out, I'm like, if that was Shawn Michaels, this match would have been over. No, yeah. Like, it's not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> see, the thing was, back then, no one was doing the super kick. Now it was just it. Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Now everybody is doing the super kick, so it's yeah. kind of just, like, normalized. And for me, I, I like the super kick. I like it being a normal move. Yes, you I know? agree. Because not everyone builds it up the way Shawn Michaels builds it That's up. That's true. Like, the build-up is not there. The stomping on the on yeah. the floor and smacking someone straight in the face with that thing. It's like, true. It's no longer like this. It kind of just comes out of nowhere. Bam, you get hit with a super kick. You know? Yeah. And most people don't really actually hit you in the face. It's mostly, like, in the stomach area. That's also Or true. something of that nature, so. Yeah, it's kind of sad that finishers, you know, have declined over the years. But, I mean, I guess it is what it is. I feel right? like there's still, those certain moves that if you get hit with them, you're finished. Yeah, like, off the top of my head, I would say, like, an RKO, you're done. RK, yeah, RKO. Still, if Triple H was to hit you with a pedigree, you're done. Curb stomp, I would curb say. Curb stomp's getting up there now, too. I would say you get hit with a curb stomp, that's it. Yeah. Roman Spear is still... The thing, know. and uh, this one I'm going to say, too, because um, he doesn't do it as often now, but I think if he pulls it out, you're done. Uh, Styles Clash. I think if you hit with a Styles Clash, oh. match. Yeah, they kind of kept the integrity of that finisher as like, well. Because, like, he usually just uses the phenomenal forearm, but if you get hit with a Styles, Styles Clash, Clash, that's you're match. you're finished. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a question. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you're right. There, there are some that, that hold it, but, again, you know, finishers have to... They have to get back to what they were, man. Yeah. When Balor actually first, you know... Not first, but when he was built up and he was winning the Universal title... The coup de gras, if he hits you with that, it's that was over. It. It's true. It's very true. So, yeah, there's certain guys that when you're at the top, if you get hit with their finisher, you're pretty much done. Yeah. But on certain, if you face certain other superstars on WWE top guys, it's going to take a couple. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I get it, though. Like, certain superstars, it is real. Like, The Fiend, you're not going to beat The Fiend with one finisher. No. You're going to have to do two to three on him. Of course. Roman, probably two to three. Yeah. Braun Strowman, two to three. So, so it's certain guys that take more than one finisher. Yeah, yeah. Very true. All right. We're moving on to the top ten, Rob. And this week, you know, I was I didn't know what I wanted to do for the top ten. Then I was like, oh, you know what? Clash of Champions is coming up. Mm-hmm. I'll pick a championship. This was... This is another hard one, man. You're going to look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, well, I mean... I, I, I actually had to like, look through like old pay-per-views and like, matches. Top 10 WWE Championship matches. WWE Championship matches? Yes. It's a tough this one. This shouldn't be that hard. You say that, but then you start to look back and you're like, damn, there's, there's a lot of solid WWE Championship matches. No, I mean... It's difficult probably to, to choose 10, but there's so many to choose from that I guess you can't go wrong with, like, like you know, two yeah. handfuls. So. But here we go. Number 10. I chose Seth Rollins versus John Cena SummerSlam 2015. Oh, dude, this is your 10? Yeah. This was a really good match, so... This is a really good match. I'm interested because you're starting this off with a bang right this there. This is a really good match. This is... Because it was, it was title for title. Yeah. This is when Rollins was at the, the height of his WWE Championship yep. reign. And, you know, th- this was almost like a proving ground for him. Like, he came, I mean, he, he got help to win because he was a heel. But still, like, for him to come out with the win over Cena, it, it was something great to see live. No, yeah, definitely was. We were actually at we, this. We were at this together. Time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, John Stewart. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, John Stewart. I was chanting for a while. <laughs> But that is my number 10. Number 9. John Cena versus CM Punk. Money in the Bank 2011. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, I didn't choose the one after SummerSlam because, you know, it ends with, you know, controversy and the it, Money in the Bank cash-in. Mm-hmm. So, it was just cool to see, like, these two just go at it one-on-one. And listen, this was this was the height of CM Punk, man. Not only does he beat Cena, which, you know, at that time, people don't really beat Cena. But he took the title and ran. He left the company. Yeah. Like, this was just something really great to see. Yeah, I mean, anytime, honestly, you put CM Punk in a ring with anybody, it was just going to be a good match. You knew. It's true. You were going to see something great. He would hold up to the to the saying that he is the best in the world. Yeah, like, he was, he was man, I, I put him up there, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Shawn Michaels, like, guys like that, like, he was that good to see in the ring. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, I would love to see him again in the ring, but... Probably, it probably. I mean, again, look. If it hasn't happened, I feel like it, it's just not. Never say never, man. I, I know you can never say never, but I don't know. Did you ever think you see Goldberg in a ring? Do you ever see? Do you ever see Goldberg win a world title again? I don't want to see Goldberg win a world title again. But you did. So I'm yeah, saying I never say never. It's true. It's true. Number eight, the Armageddon Hell in a Cell 2000. This is the six-man Hell in a Cell. Oh, this is a phenomenal match. Dude, I was looking through matches, and I was like, wait a second. I was like, think about the talent here. We got Kurt Angle coming in as champion. Mm-hmm. You got The Rock, mm-hmm. The Undertaker, Triple H, Stone Cold. I mean, and Rikishi. Rikishi probably shouldn't have been in that match. No, definitely not. But still, those are, those are six top-tier talent. No, this was, I mean, this was a star-studded match. Yep, like, you yo, just, you have, you have uh, Rikishi getting chokeslammed off of the Hell in a Cell. Dude, dude, nah, this was a star-studded match. I mean, everybody was in there. Yeah. In the Hell in a Cell. And this is the thing, like, the WWE does not do things like this anymore. Dude, yeah, like, I would love to see a six-person Hell in a Cell today. Especially with top stars. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel Absolutely. like now if they do that, we get, like, 
you know, mid-card guys. Oh, yeah. Like, this was like, these were the top of the, you the know. food chain. Yeah, top of the food chain guys yes. in the star-studded match. Absolutely. And listen, another thing that's crazy about this is that, think about all the people who are in this ring, and yet Kurt Angle still comes out as champion. Yeah, this is another went in and came this out. This is a champion. proving ground of who Kurt Angle was at the time. Like, I mean, but we're talking, I mean, he's he's one of the greatest of all time. Oh, of course. Know, but, you know I mean, but I know, but. Just think about people. Yeah, just a, who, who he was in the ring. Like, like a Triple H, yeah. The Rock, Taker, Stone Cold, like yeah. My guy, I think I had coming out of there was Triple H. I mean, if that time. was. I mean, I would have been biased. Would have chosen Taker, but then again, I might have chosen The Rock. The Rock too, yeah, definitely. Like The Rock is another one. Stone again, Cold, Stone Cold too. <laughs> yeah, it's just look how many guys, like you know. But yeah, that, that's another match that you look back on, and it's just it's a solid match. No, yeah, it's a great match for sure. Number seven. Shawn Michaels versus John Cena, WrestleMania 23. This is uh, this is when John Cena is, you know, he's he's just. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's just starting to get to the top. Like at this point, he's been at the top for about a year and a half now. And you know, putting him in a ring with someone like Shawn Michaels and putting on that that match they did, amazing. Yeah. And, and it showed who John Cena was at the time and who he was gonna be. Yeah. Look, as much as I, you know, throughout watching. WWE, I hated John Cena. Oh, same here. But I, for sure, respect the guy as a wrestler. Yeah. Like, he did what he had to do. And be, to be able to, like, fill the shoes of The Rock and hold the company down as long as he did. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, that means they trust you as a star. That's true. Then not everyone gets to wrestle Shawn Michaels. No. Not everyone. No, no, no. Number six. Roman Reigns versus Age. Oh, okay. This is the match where, um... AJ Phenomenal Four arms him through the announce table. Yes, 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 yes. This, this is a phenomenal match. Yeah, we actually watched this match together. We did. We did. Yeah, and like this is early match. on in AJ's uh, WWE career where yeah. they gave him a shot at the title. And you know, this is like again, this is the, this is one of those times where Roman actually got to wrestle. Like it wasn't just a Superman punch spear. Like he actually had to pull things out of his arsenal. No, yeah, for sure. But you got to understand too, like. You could put anyone in the ring at that moment in time with AJ Styles. Oh, of course. And it was a great match. Oh, yeah. This was one of the... This was at the time, too, when AJ first came. Like, any time that he was on, the match was mad good no matter who he was facing. Oh, yeah. Like, he was able to make anybody good. It's true. Absolutely true. Number five. Brock Lesnar versus Eddie Guerrero. No Way Out 2004. Oh, this actually is a very good match. Not only is this a good match, but this is a another time where, you know, people like Eddie Guerrero got to prove, you know... Where is it? What are you looking for? I thought you had that title, actually, up here somewhere. The Undisputed? Yeah. It's right there. Oh, yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> um, this is, like, a time when people like Eddie Guerrero, you know, these small wrestlers got to be world champion. Yeah. Like, he, look, think about it. Like, I mean... Eddie was Eddie was was stacked. He was jacked, but yeah. he wasn't nowhere near Brock. No, I mean. So for him to actually beat Brock and get the world title. Yeah, but I mean, at this time too, you gotta understand, like uh, Eddie was a top star. Yeah. Like he it was like you know he was. It was finally there. time. Yeah, it was it was time for Eddie, and I was happy because I loved. I, I was a huge fan of Eddie Guerrero. Hell yeah! Who doesn't love Eddie Guerrero? Exactly. Come on now. Number four, and this is a match we've talked about before on this podcast. Um... Triple H versus Cactus Jack, uh, Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah, we spoke about this. Yeah, I mean, this is... There's not much to say here, man. I mean, just these two guys going at it, and, you know, I mean, for God's sakes, the match ends with a pedigree on thumbtacks. Yeah, I mean... Like, come on. (laughs) Two Hall of Famers, guy that laid it all on the line, day in and day out, every time they wrestled. Yeah. They gave it their everything. 
And honestly, Cactus Jack and Triple H is actually one of the best rivalries of in WWE time. of all time. Yes. Like, that is one of my favorites, actually. Like, people don't realize. How, I mean, not, not even, not, take away Cactus Jack, just Triple H, Mick Foley. Yeah, like. One of the best rivalries of all time. Triple H versus any Mick Foley character there yeah. is. It was just always great. Yeah. That's why this match in particular is probably going to be on many, many lists. Oh, without a shadow. Many top tens. Number three, and this one, I'm, I'm biased this one, but and I'm telling you right now, this is my favorite Hell in a Cell match of all time. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker, uh, 2002, baby. Oh, my God. The, I, I can't even describe, like, because, like, I feel like if, when you see a Hell in a Cell, this is what you want to see come out of a Hell in a Cell. Just, like, two guys, bloody, battered, Tired, like two guys <laughs> just who went to war. Yeah, if you understand how far back actually the Undertaker uh, Brock Lesnar rivalry goes, and there's another thing too. That this is another one, one of the best rivalries in wrestling. Yeah, like these guys kind of hated each other for a little while. For real, you know. Yeah, and now you have we're going back to 2002 when this match took place, and this is a young, athletic Brock. monster Brock. Like it isn't like I'm gonna do a German F5 match. Like no, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do, I'm moves. do moves. I'm you know shooting star press kind of stuff. Like, yeah. That the Brock Lesnar was pulling out of his arsenal. I mean, and dude, for God's sake, this is another match too that I love because of like you know the match is great, the story is great. It's yeah. just the and then like the characters also are just great. It's it's literally just the the young buck going after the old bull. Yeah, it's literally what it is. My, I mean, for God's sake, take your wrestle this match with a broken hand. He has a cat on the yeah, and it just goes to show how much they trusted Brock. In this point in his to career, beat, so early to beat Taker, to beat Taker, not only beat Taker, but be in the ring with Taker. Yeah, like cause you could, be, you only handful of people that Undertaker be okay with being in the ring with you. Yeah, and then, honestly, this this is one of my favorite F fives of all time when he reverses the tombstone, has him on the on his shoulder, and, and it just throws him. Catch F five match. I mean, dude, Brock Lesnar was just a freak back in the day. Yeah, it crazy, such a freak, bro. Crazy. Number two. The Rock versus Stone Cold WrestleMania 17. Listen, mm-hmm. when it comes to the WWE Championship matches, it, it almost doesn't get better than Rock and Stone Cold, especially WrestleMania 17. I mean, for God's sakes, the characters were there, the story was there, the wrestling was there, the, the build-up was there. One of the best wrestling promos of all time. Look, I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> Like, the fact that this is not number one is, I, I don't even know. But I'm excited for number one now. But to be honest, everything you just said is right on point. Yeah. Because you're talking about the, this is like mega stars. Not even superstars, these were mega stars. Yes. And this goes back to all the people that have been watching wrestler, uh, wrestling from the 90s. Like, these guys were it. It was Stone Cold. It was The Rock. And everybody else was just playing pretty much second fiddle. Yeah, basically. And, I mean... When they were in the ring and the build-up to this, like you said, the promo, everything was just on point and amazing. The only thing that, I mean, again, I, it, it won't be number one for me. It's just how the match ends. I uh, get it. You know, the heel turn is fine. The beating of the chair is fine. Me, personally, I would have just have liked him to pick him up one more stunner match. I don't like that he just beats him with the chair and pins him. That, 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 that's what ruins it for me. Yeah, it's not your prototypical ending that you want out of your two top guys. Exactly. You want to just, you know, finish your pin end it like that you know exactly but again whenever you have the rock and stone cold it doesn't really matter yeah it's very true now number one. Oh, here we go R- rob's excited guys here we go. you guys you guys understand the excitement on this man's face right I'm now holding on to my chair actually <laughs> <laughs> bret hart Shawn michaels wrestlemania 12 baby oh man first of all this is another one everything's on point the wrestling 
the characters, the story, the build-up. It's literally just these two guys who want to be the best. Who want to prove they are the best. Yeah. And listen, another reason why this is my number one, take away the wrestling aspect, because the wrestling in this match is already phenomenal. When was the last time you saw any WWE Championship match go f- more than an hour? Yeah. These I, men wrestled for over an hour. You would only see this in, like, Iron Man matches. Like, yes. That's... Like, it got so crazy that they had to go to sudden death because no one got a pin. <laughs> yeah. That's how crazy this match is. Look, this is Shawn Michaels. This is Bret Hart. You're talking about... If you want to talk about realistically bad blood, these guys literally did not like each other. Oh. I mean, hated each other. Yes. So for them to go out and actually just keep character and actually just put on a phenomenal match is amazing to me. Oh, absolutely. Like, to stay professional, even though the guy you're facing, you you hate Stan. You hate him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just just great to see two professionals go out there and put a show on for the fans. Yeah. And especially, like, if anybody knows me, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a huge Bret Hart guy. Love Bret Hart. (laughs) That's your boy. And throughout the years, I hated Shawn Michaels. But I came to realize that Shawn Michaels is literally one of the best wrestlers you'll ever watch in your life. And there's a reason why they call this guy the showstopper. Exactly. Yeah. You're not wrong. And again, you know, just just thinking about it too, just like how the match ends. The sweet chin and then you get the whole, the boyhood dream has finally come true. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's literally a story that writes itself. Yeah, no, I mean, I they couldn't, look, a better ending would, for me would have been Brahart winning that match, but <laughs> I can't always get what I want. It's not about me, right? Exactly. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, it, it's perfect. It's perfectly written for uh, WWE history. Oh, absolutely. So, Rob, what do you think about the top ten? Again, Johnny, I think you outdid yourself. I don't. I can't. I can't disagree with this top ten. Like I said, there's there's hundreds of matches out there. For, oh, of course. You know, world championship match, and uh, you know, substituted out for any one of these matches, to be honest. Yeah. But this is a a great list. Number two, I thought would have been number one. Yeah. But you surprised me with the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart, and I can't complain with your number one. Exactly, man. And listen, you know. This was a tough list. I actually had to go back and look at a bunch of matches. And, you know, there's obviously, like you said, there's hundreds of WWE Championship matches out there that, you know, honestly, we probably would have had a completely different list if if we were comparing here. But, yeah, yeah man, listen, I, I try to do my best. I try to think about in my head, like, oh, like, was this match actually that good? Like, how did it end? Yeah. How, like, how was the wrestling in it? Because, you know, again, there are some matches that are good, but then, like, you know... We look back and the wrestling wasn't like up to par or what you wanted. Of course, now for everybody who's listening right now, I have to I have to say I have to give you some credit. <laughs> there is a lot of research that I don't think people understand that you actually go through yeah. to come up with these top tens. Like you actually go back, watch the matches, research. Like there is stuff that you were doing behind the scenes that not everybody yeah. understands. They think we come out with these top tens like on the fly. And yeah, no, bad. no, no. So Johnny, thank you. For doing all that, going through, doing the hard work for everybody, you know. Listen, I, I do what I gotta do for my fans out there. There you go. For everybody who's listening, we do this for you. Yes, sir. But sadly, Rob, we have come to the end of our show. Thank you again for coming on. I hope you had a good time. As always, my pleasure, buddy. For Robert Quiles, I am Jonathan Stample. Just keep driving, everybody. See you guys next time. <laughs>